Are we sleepwalking through technology? Technology somnambulism. A term I first heard in my graduate program, Communication, Culture, and Technology at Georgetown University. That was in 2002, and it's never held as much contemporary meaning as it does now. Are we in fact sleepwalking through our technology? This term was first introduced by Langdon Winner in his aptly titled essay, Technology as Forms of Life. In the piece, Winner's philosophy reflects his observations that we are simply in a state of sleepwalking with our meditations with technology. And it makes you wonder, as you probably listen on a device that never leaves your person, pocket, or even bedside table. Think of how the smartphone single-handedly changed the way we move, grip, grasp, and look out at the world. Let's look at some of Langdon's observations. One of the primary causes is the way we view technology as tools, something that can be put down and picked up again. Because this view of objects as something we can easily separate ourselves from technology, and so we fail to look at the long-term implications of using that object. This relationship with technology as a tool is foundational, as something we can put down and pick up again. When was the last time you took a multi-hour walk without your phone? Or perhaps sat down to a meal at the dining table while your smartphone sat upstairs a whole floor away recharging? If you're in fact listening to this on a tablet or a PC or Mac, where is your smartphone? Likely just an arm length away. Am I right? A second factor is the separation of those who make the technology and those who use the technology. This division causes there to be little thought and research going into the effects of using and developing that technology. The effect of using slash developing that technology. Isn't that what's at the center of debate with OpenAI, ChatGPT, and the advent of Copilot technology? You don't have to look too far to hear OpenAI's co-founders talking about the concerns of the effect of using and developing this technology. And the third and most important idea is the way in which technology seems to create new worlds in which we live. These worlds are created by restructuring the common and seemingly everyday things around us. In most situations, the changes take place with little attention or care from us because we are more focused on the menial aspects of the technology. New worlds created in which we live in. Well, isn't that what Dolly 2 and Midjourney and Bing Chat and others are doing with every prompt and generative AI creation? These worlds where we spend our time to be inspired and informed. Instagram, LinkedIn, Medium, Substack, and more. They're all flooded with digital renderings of a figment of a notion, of a prompt entered haphazardly in a state of sleepwalking. So what could possibly go wrong? As I was reminded recently, and quite powerfully, we need to reset our focus and get back to the basics. We need to focus to see what is in front of us and moving quickly toward us in order to act decide, and monitor. 
I recently watched a great session with Amy Webb at South by Southwest that explores this. Who remembers magic eye art? Do you remember that sensation of when you could finally see the 3D image emerge in your consciousness? Those very neural muscles. Yes, we need you to dust those off again. Note how Langdon describes this as the most important idea, creating new worlds. Because just like words make worlds, words generated by AI technology are making worlds. At least futuristic escape worlds to get away from the current world where many people are considering its application and perhaps even disruption. Look no further than the headlines. Week after week, as luminaries, notables, and headline makers alike sign on to open letters hosted on the Future of Life Institute, corporate hallways, kitchen tables, and even locker rooms are abuzz with the term of the year, ChatGPT. And that open letter states, without debate, that advanced AI could represent a profound change in the history of life on Earth and should be planned for and managed with commensurate care and resources. So, do our actions equate to an e-scream for help? Or perhaps a digital SOS sent from a stochastic keyboard commanded by a soul stuck in an archipelago of soliloquy? What would Shakespeare think of all the bountiful soliloquies being typed or spoken in from these e-stages we hold in our hands. Gripping like the playbill of a Greek tragedy, we cannot see enough times to learn how to live it. And now, debates spur on the power and the plausibility of untruths, reigning the airwaves. Perhaps I mean reels, shorts, scrolls, and talks. Is the pitch for pause powerful enough to incite the required equanimity? to do some introspection? Is this a call to explore the power of unlearning, to once again learn about our own humanity? Even Sam Altman and the co-founders have stated that we are gonna learn more about our humanity because of this innovation than any other in our generation. And I think he's right. And I don't think it was a coincidence that Satya Nadella's first entry into what we now know as ChatGPT was a request to translate a poem by Rumi. The mystics and the ancients and the poets have a lot to teach us in times such as these. We must study culture as it evolves, digital or otherwise. That's where I'll be hanging out. Long walks without a device, conversing subconsciously with the poets and the mystics. Calendars filled with walks with Rumi and Thich Nhat Hanh and John O'Donohue. And afternoons of bewilderment and the overstory with Richard Powers. Because perhaps in order for each of us to create and render the future landscapes we dream of in our mid-journey, we must first explore the inner landscape of beauty. What does our choice tell us about us? in this current era? Do we sleepwalkingly choose to conversate endlessly with machines and interfaces as an attraction or as a distraction? Or will there be some good that comes out of all of this? 
Many stand nearby to learn from ventures like Microsoft's AI for Good. There, the inquiry and investigation is not only encouraged, but participatory. And with every key click, every submit, every prompt and output, we get a bit of a taste of the long forgotten feast we always hunger for. True, deep, irrepressible, and unprogrammable human connection. So always remember, in choosing, we often resist what we most need. Till next time.